Hi everyone, my name is Yosef Siegel, and welcome back to the AMM Torah Podcast. Just a quick programming note uh, before we begin. Uh, next week, uh, Rosh Hashanah begins on Wednesday night. I am not 100% sure if I will be putting out a podcast next week, so this week's uh, Devar Torah um, should be considered as both for this week's parasha of Nitzav Mleilech and uh, for Rosh Hashanah. It's possible that I'll put out a podcast next week, but I'm not sure, so I just want to make sure that I get that taken care of. We will, uh, Be'ezrat Hashem, uh, be returning the week following week uh, with a Dvar Torah for Yom Kippur. Uh, and with that said, without further ado, let's get into this week's Dvar Torah for Parshas Nitzam Vayelech. So Parshas Nitzam Vayelech comes out always during the time of Rosh Hashanah, the Aseris Meitshuva, uh, which is very fitting, similar to last week's Parsha. Uh, we explained that the Tocha comes out around this time, it's very fitting. And it's also fitting for Nitzavim Vayelech, because uh, Nitzavim contains the whole Parsha of Tshuva. If you look at the beginning of Paraglamid, uh, really there's a whole series of Sukkim over there which just explained uh, how Tshuva work. And right after that, there's a famous series of Sukkim. I hesitate to say this, but probably one of the most famous uh, set of Sukkim in the entire Torah. And uh, it's a good example uh, for the concept of Tshuva as well as the concept of connecting to Hashem. Uh, and these Sukkim are... Uh, in uh, Perik Lamed, this is in Chamishi of Parshas Nitzavim, uh, Shlishi of the double Parshas this week, Nitzavim Vayelech, uh, going from Pasuk Yud Aleph through Yud Dalet. And I'm just going to read each Pasuk and translate. Ki a mitzvah azos asher anochi mitzavcha yom. For this mitzvah, this commandment, which I am commanding you today, lo neflesim imcha v'lo rechokihi. It is not hidden from you, and it is not distant. This is now Pasuk Yud Beis, lo bashamayimhi, it is not in the heavens, lemar that you would say, who will go up uh, to the Shemaim and take it for us? Uh, that we should hear it, and we can so that we can do it. It is not across the sea. Lamar that we would say, who will go all the way to the other side of the sea, and take it for us, so that we could hear it, and we could do it. And finally, Pasuk Yodalad, this matter is very close to you, so it is in your mouth and in your heart to do it. And uh, general, the, the way these Pesukim are explained, uh, when the Pesuk Yudal says, Ki azos, this commandment is uh, generally uh, explained as the Torah. That the Torah uh, is not hidden from us, it's not far from us, it's not up in the sky, it's not on the other side of the ocean. It is right near us that we have the ability always to do it. Um, and the Kliyakar gives two explanations for these Pesukim. And what triggers him to this uh, question in the beginning is if you look in Pasuk Yudalev, it is not hidden from you, and it is not far. And he, and he looks at that, that, that that it points out from you, but it doesn't say that by when it says how, that it's not far, it doesn't say anything about you. And he explains that there are two aspects to every mitzvah. There's the actual performance of the mitzvah, there's the effort and actions and the manner in which the mitzvah is supposed to be performed, as well as the intent, the thought, the kavana uh, that you're supposed to have in your mind uh, while you're doing the mitzvah. Now, while the actions that we take to accomplish the mitzvahs, the style that the mitzvah is supposed to be done in, is written straight out in the Torah for everyone to see, including people outside the Jewish nation, However, the proper intent, the kavanos, the mindset that we're supposed to have when we perform the mitzvot, this was hidden from the nations of the world. 
uh, was kept, it was kept as only part of the Torah Shabbat and the Kabbalah, the oral tradition and the mystical tradition of the Jewish people, because they were only intended for the Jewish people to know them. Therefore, they're not included in Torah Shabbat in the re- regular Torah. Says the Kliyakar, uh, these two aspects of the mitzvah is what the Psukim are referring to. When the Pasuk says, mimcha, It is not hidden from you. This is referring to the Kavanos, the special Kavanos of the mitzvahs. The Pasuk says, it was not hidden from you, the Jewish people. However, it was hidden from other people, from the non-Jews. And that's in contrast to the second part of the Pasuk, which says, they are not far, because it's not just far from you, it's not just not far from you, it's not far from everybody, because the actual obligations, the actual way the mitzvahs are supposed to be performed, are written out clearly in the Torah for everyone to see them, uh, regardless of, of uh, whether or not you're Jewish. Uh, however, when the, the kavanos, as we said, are not written, and therefore they are not hidden from us, from the Jewish people, but they are hidden from everyone else. And then as we go further on to the next Pasuk, we see how this pattern continues. Again, in Pasuk Yidalef, first, the first reference is to the kavanos, and the second reference, L'Rechokahi, is, is in reference to the uh, actual performance of the mitzvahs. So the next Pasuk, Pasuk Yudbeis, when it says Lo Bashamayimhi, following that pattern, refers to the Kavanos, and we're saying that uh, they were hidden in Shemayim from everyone, but then Moshe came and brought it back to us. But that wisdom is no longer hidden from us. And then in Pasuk Yud Gimel, it says, V'lo me'ever le'yamhi, that is not across the sea. Kleokar says what he's explaining is that the opportunities to do mitzvos don't lie in a faraway place across the sea where either it's impossible to get them or it would require, it would require a tremendous amount of work. And that's the explanation of the Pasuk. But he says, even if they would be across the sea, even if the mitzvahs would be out of our reach, we're still covered. Why is that? Because of the last Pasuk, Pasuk Yudalad. Hikar ve'ilecha adavar ma'od, the matter is very near to you, b'ficha u'bevavcha la'aso, so it is in your mouth and your heart to do it. Says the Kliyakar, the heart is where your intent, where your kavanos are formed, where you consider what you're doing what is being accomplished by performing this mitzvah. But the mouth, the mouth is where the action is, even when the mitzvah doesn't require speech. How is that possible? He explains using the Gemara in Menachos. This is on Daf Kuf Yud Amit Aleph. The Gemara over there says that when there is no opportunity to do a certain mitzvah, uh, the classic example would be nowadays with Karbanos, the Gemara explains that just by studying its laws and uh, plumbing its depths, as, uh, as you would say, it becomes as if you are performing the actual mitzvah. And that goes beyond the actual performance of the mitzvah. It includes the kavanus of the mitzvah. If you learn the, the intent behind the mitzvah, then that's also considered as if you had that kavana when you did the mitzvah. So no matter what happens uh, with the mitzvahs and with the Torah, it is always b'ficha u'bevavcha. It is always in our mouth and our hearts to accomplish uh, what we want to do. The second explanation that he brings is connected to the concept of tshuva, and really shows why Parshas Nitzavim Vayelech is, is connected to Rosh Hashanah. Like we said, we explained, in the, we explained first that when the Pasuk says, Ki mitzvah azos, this commandment, it refers usually to the Torah or to the mitzvahs in general. But says the Kliyakar, like we said all the way at the beginning of the Dvar Torah, the Psukim immediately preceding these series of Psukim, these four Psukim, 
talk about the concept of tshuva. And it, ex- it explains what tshuva is and how you're supposed to do it. It's really an amazing set of sukkim. Uh, it goes from the beginning of uh, Paraglanid. Um, and uh, it definitely goes through Pasuk Vav. And then there are different concepts to be found between uh, Pasuk Zion and Pasuk Yud until we finally get to our Pasuk and Pasuk Yud Aleph. I recommend uh, that you uh, look inside and, and uh, see what you can get from it. But he says that when it says Kiyah Mitzvah Azos, it's not referring to the Torah. It's referring back to the mitzvah of tshuva, the previous topic that we just read. And what it's telling us is that lo tshuva is not hidden from you. It's not, it's, not, it's not far away. It's not hard to get to. It's not in the heavens. It's not far away. Tshuva is not hidden from us. Hashem presents the idea of tshuva to us here in the Torah. And Chazal teach us that both the Jewish people and the concept of tshuva were thought of before the creation of the world, before the concept of creation, how the world would look, how the world would function, before all that was, quote-unquote, thought up by Hashem, the first two thoughts in his mind were that there would be a Jewish nation and that they would have the opportunity to do tshuva. And therefore, this idea is more present to the world than anything else, and more specifically, it's more present to us, the Jewish people, than to anyone else in the world. It's not in the heavens. We don't need someone to go up and get it for us. Who's going to go up and get it for us? We don't need anyone to go up and get it for us. We don't need Moshe Rabbeinu to go up and get the tshuva for us. We have the opportunity to go straight to Hashem and find that tshuva. It's been with us since before the world was created. We don't need to go all the way somewhere else to find the tshuva. Hashem will forgive us. Hashem is here waiting for us. If we prepare our heads and our hearts, if we prepare our kavanos, our intent, and our maizim and our actions to do tshuva, to return to Hashem, He is already returning to us. He's already there waiting for the opportunity to exercise the mitzvah of tshuva for all of us together. And with that thought in mind, I'd like to wish everyone and a good Shabbos. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. The email newsletter will give you updates for Amem Torah, as well as the written version of the Dvar Torah in your inbox, along with an MP3 download of this podcast. The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the AMM Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com, where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah, as well as the archived versions of the previous eight years of AMM Torah Divrei Torah. Please check out my website, hashkofahandbook.com, where this podcast is hosted, and learn more about my book, Reality Check, A Handbook of Hashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash amemtorah and on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtorah. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and have a great job. Hello, Uncle Michael.